Welcome to another episode, our very, uh, no, our second episode of Hood Grace Podcast. Coming live and direct here from the city of Linwood, California. Uh, my name is Pastor Rudy. I am a church planter here in the city of Linwood. Um, and this podcast is called Hood Grace because we want to explore Christianity from a hood perspective and talk about what that looks like. Uh, and for myself, being a church planter, uh, it's just a whole nother uh, myriad of, of things that that, uh, that we encounter, that we experience, and that it just seems like it's always one thing after another. Uh, but no matter how hard things are going sometimes, no matter how challenging or frustrating things could be, God continues to show up and give us so many reasons uh, just to give, you know, throw our hands up and praise him for all that's, that's been happening and, and all that he's doing uh, in and through us. So uh, today I want to talk about an issue um, that I, I know it sounds ridiculous. I know it sounds crazy, but many Christians, uh, and, and I hate to say this, but many reformed Christians of, of the camp to which I belong to are starting to beef over. And, and, and for those of you that already know, you already know where I'm going with this. And for those of you that don't, grab onto your socks because people are starting to argue and fight over social justice, right? Starting to argue and fight about social justice. Um, a grenade was, was launched and thrown, um, I, I think maybe since the MLK 50 conference that TGC held a few months ago. But it seems like ever since then, things have been happening. Uh, Dr. John MacArthur, whom I have a deep admiration and respect for as an expository preacher, as a Calvinist, even though I don't agree with his eschatology and, and some of the other stuff and his dispensationalism, um, I, I really respect and admire him, even though I know he can go hard in the paint on many subjects as he's done in the past with charismatics and, and the Roman Catholic Church. And, I, and I'm not saying that he's that, that I disagree with him, uh, but just kind of he be going hard sometimes, you know, um, and and it's not always well received. Um, and just about a week ago, maybe a week and a half ago, he put everybody on notice about a new series he'd be doing. I believe it's a series um, talking about social justice. Now, it, it nobody really knows exactly what it's going to happen. We kind of think we know where he's going with it. Uh, shout out to the homie uh, Jonathan Gonzalez and, and the Gonzalez fam. Uh, up in Reno, Nevada, the little homie, little brother, um, he 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 made it seem kind of like um, how can I say this? I, I think I understood what he was trying to say. Um, he was talking about SJWs. For those of you that aren't familiar with some of these acronyms, SJWs refers to social justice warriors, right? And and I get what he's trying to say, but at the same time, it, it almost comes across as if no evangelicals or Christians should be worried about or focused on social justice issues, which I completely disagree with. Uh, on the one hand, um, I would agree with him if that's what he's trying to say. Again, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but if what he's saying is that we should not be hanging on to every single social justice issue that comes across our way, amen, I agree. I, I, I high-five that, right? Um, but I would strongly disagree uh, if what he's trying to say is that we shouldn't be worried about social justice issues, period, because I think he kind of gave, gave a disclaimer at the front and 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 gave his um, his quality, not, not his qualities, his experience and his resume as having walked with many Christian brothers or, or, or just African-American people, black brothers and sisters through the civil rights and marches and got arrested and was there when uh, or nearby when when Dr. King got got killed. 
Um, but he was involved in that stuff. And uh, I, I know I've seen a pattern with, with many Christians, right, where it seems that every single social justice issue that comes up, they want to be a part of, they want to march, they want to sit up there and hold signs. And, and I get it. I would disagree with someone who just seems to be at every single rally supporting every single justice issue, uh, because that means they leave no room for the gospel. That means that they have no time uh, or, or any availability to sit down and disciple people, uh, to teach them about the gospel. Because, see, here's one of the things. The word gospel is thrown around so much. Gospel this, gospel that, share the gospel, let me talk to you about the gospel. But I don't really see people taking the time to explain what the gospel really is. Right? And, and the gospel is, is really simple. We are broken individual sinners. That aside from and apart from God, uh, we are doomed to hell. But by his saving grace, he chose us before the foundation of the earth, right? He regenerates our hearts. We respond to the gospel. Um, we, 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 we study his word. We read his word. We're obedient to his word. Uh, we acknowledge that he went to the cross and willingly gave up his life, that he didn't have to, but he did it for love out of us. And that's something I want to talk about uh, out of John 15 in a few minutes, right? And, and he gave his life up for us. That we might, uh, that his righteousness might be imputed upon us by way of our faith, which even that is a gift from God, right? Um, but so, so the gospel is just being thrown out there. The word "social" put into it, and I think it's really been mis being been misconstrued. Um, for instance, um, I'm a church planner here in the city of Linwood, and the, the the demographic, the racial demographic of the city of Linwood, where at whom we fall in love with. Uh, is about 90% Latino. 90% Latino, and I guarantee you of that 90% of the 70,000 uh, residents here, I'd say a good percentage of those people are, are, um, are what's the word I'm looking for? They don't have papers, you know? So, so what, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to sit here and impress my nationalistic, my legal or political uh, perspective upon them and, and neglect to love them in the name of Christ because of what I may or may not believe uh, regarding immigration issues? Am I not to grieve uh, with my African-American brothers and sisters when somebody has gotten shot once again at the hand of law enforcement, whether it was justified or not, their feelings remain the same and they need to be affirmed. They need uh, to be cared for and loved in the name of Christ. My sister Barbara and Victoria just said the word undocumented. Yes, undocumented, illegal. There's so many words that we can use. I was trying to use just a, a, a funny cliche to make it a little bit more humorous, but it escaped me. But thank you, Barb. I appreciate that. Um, so, so, yeah, like like we must grieve with, you know, mourn with those who mourn. Uh, that That's what we've been called to do. So I, I kind of want to talk about it because um, I, I want to make sure that there's somebody pushing back that we don't get lost in what our camp is promoting, what our camp is saying, and that we forget about what what, what this book that we love so much uh, uh, tells us. This morning, uh, I was reading in my devotions um, in, in the Gospel of John, right? And, and this is what the Gospel, li listen to what I'm going to read to you, and then you tell me what you think. Uh, about whether we should be involved with certain issues or not. Uh, John 15, uh, verse 13, actually verse 10. This is Jesus himself saying, If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands 
and remain in his love. Okay, so Jesus himself is telling us that if we keep his commands, we will remain in his love. Okay, and then he says this. He gives us an example. Like, what does that look like? He says, no one has greater love than this to lay down his life for his friends. Right. To lay down his life for his friends. And when he said, if we keep his commands, we will remain in his love. Then in case there's any misunderstanding or, or confusion or murkiness as to what those commands are, this is the command that he says in verse 17. This is what he says. This is what I command you. Love one another. Love one another. And, and I think that, that, that sometimes we can forget basic biblical principles and doctrines like loving each other. Um, this morning, uh, a friend who is an elected official uh, for the city of Commerce, John Soria, he was talking about an experience that he had yesterday uh, with the homeless person as he was getting ready to sit down and have a meal with one of his children. And it turned out that that homeless person, I believe, was his nephew or somebody related to him. And, and he talked about how people lack compassion because one of the servers there was trying to tell him that that he couldn't order and pay for food for this homeless person who just happened to be related to him. And, and he said that we lack compassion. And I think that that is so true, uh, especially of Christians, uh, of Christians who we can have blind spots uh, in, in, in the way we live out our theology, the way we live out, like we can have all the amazing knowledge and, and proper understanding of doctrine and, and who we think God is and, and what the Bible tells us of who he is by his own word, but we fail to put it into practice. Because our nationalistic or political views is what is the lens through which we see everything. And we forget when Jesus said, love one another. And how can we love one another if we're more worried about how did that person come into this country? Did that black guy, did, did, did he have a knife? Did, did he reach for something? Was he on probation or parole? Like, like those things are important, but they shouldn't be relevant to the point to where it will remove it will hinder us loving on people if somebody is hungry are you going to sit there and question why they haven't ate why are they not working um did they drop out of high school uh, why didn't they go to college like no you're going to feed them you're going to feed them and 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 use that opportunity to share christ with them to get to know who they are what their problems are uh, if there's a need how can we as believers in christ how can we help fill it if there's a hurt if there's a hurt how can we help heal it uh brother gary hardy um just uh is telling me he says the problem is when christians believe that compassion is reserved only for christians who are of the same um let's say background is what i is what i think is what it's saying um uh, yeah, and, and, and you're right. You're, you're right, Gary. I, I, I really, really uh, agree with you that um, I think many of us can get so hung up. And again, especially in my camp, because this is what I'm talking about from my perspective and, and the people who, who are of the same frame of mind of, theologically as myself, that we can get so hung up on just having the right information that we forget or aren't really interested in, in how to live that out. Right. How, how do you live that out? Um, Another part of my devotions this morning was out of the book of Philippians uh, in the second chapter. And um, the, 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 the header is, is properly titled Christian Humility. And it made me think about that, right? And as I'm reading, I ended up journaling on this, knowing that this is what I was going to be talking about. Uh, verse 3 says, But in humility, consider others as more important than yourselves. 
everyone should look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. And I don't think legal status had anything to do with it. I don't think color had anything to do with it. I don't think gender had anything to do with it. I don't think age had anything to do with it. It is very clear. In humility, consider others more important than yourselves. Everyone should look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Immigration is something that I am really, really passionate about. Why? Because 90% of the people whom God has called me to minister in the city of Linwood, okay, come from Hispanic backgrounds. And all of us, if not most of us, know somebody, good friends with, or somebody in our own family who is undocumented, you know? So for somebody to sit and, and pass judgment or cast an idea or have some kind of frame of mind or, 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 or concept of what it is, but not even know the people that are involved, you know, um, it, it's hurtful to try to pass judgment on somebody and say, build the wall, get rid of them, kick them out, do this, do that. Like you don't even know these people. Some of these people have been brought here as kids and have absolutely no say so in being here, but, but they're here. And some of these kids are in our churches, they're in our schools, and their parents are, are people who fear God and just wanted to give their kids a better opportunity than they did. And, and that's how our country started, right? Um, a, a couple years ago, there was, um, well, not, not, it's happening all the time, but uh, people were getting gunned down. People of color were, were getting shot at the hands of law enforcement. Now, I am not trying to turn this around and blame it on law enforcement. Some of my good friends and people that I've discipled have been cops. That, that's God's sense of humor. I used to get arrested and thrown in jail by cops, and, and, and I've now I've had the privilege of pouring into law enforcement officers' lives, right? But the fact that, that it was happening, it was happening. Whether it was justified or not justified, there was a lot of hurt in communities of color, right? Now, does that mean that I'm going to stand up and carry a Black Lives Matter cardboard and be at all the rallies? No. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to show compassion for my brothers of African-American descent and just say, well, he shouldn't have been carrying this. He shouldn't have ran. He shouldn't. No, no, that's that's no, we don't do that. We love them. We care for them. We pray for them and we encourage them. We don't start talking about why this happened or why that happened and, and try to impress our views and what our experience says. Like th that's not that's not showing any kind of compassion. That's us trying to impress upon somebody who's hurting our own views our own political agendas, you know, th there's nothing wrong with talking about that stuff, but sometimes it's not the right place or time to be talking about that stuff. And, and I think that, that, that the people of God need to come together, right? And, and we need to shut our own selves down sometimes because if somebody's talking out of turn, they need to be talked to in love, rebuked. They need to be admonished. They need to be encouraged. They need to be all the above. You know, if, if what you're doing is helping the kingdom, then let's go for it. Let's interlock arms and let's do it. But if not, you don't have to shut up and sit down, brother. You know what I'm saying? And I am not saying that at anybody specifically by name, but I think that anybody who is trying to discourage Christians, right, from doing good in the name of Christ has got issues, has got issues. Again, I do agree that we as Christians should not be swinging on every single branch of social justice across the spectrum for the sake of, of, of starting up a ruckus, you know? No. But me being a pastor in the context that I'm in, I'm going to be passionate about immigration because that is one of the things that is directly affecting my community. And as, as a Christian, a pastor, um, a, a believer in Christ, wherever you are, 
Don't let anybody tell you that you should not be considering any type of social justice issue that is affecting you or your community or your family or your church or none of that. Stand behind the word of God and what that tells you. Not anybody's opinion. And for Christ himself to empty himself, Christ emptied himself completely and and, and assumed the form of a man as a servant, right, for us. We're called to steward, right? And I'm going to be preaching about this next week. We're called to steward all that we have because none of it belongs to us, like, like none of it, right? Christ stewarded himself in one of the greatest ways ever. God gave up his only son. Christ gave up his life for us. And, and, and he tells us to do likewise. And we can't stand up for an issue that may be affecting image bearers, imago Dei, image bearers of God. We can't stand up for that? Come on, man. Give me a break. Miss me with that. that, that that's, not, that's not right. That's not right. Christ also told us... Um, Christ also told us in uh, Romans, Romans 15, he says, I have told you these things so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. Think about what that's saying. These things I have told you so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. I have to be full of joy in doing what Christ has asked me to do. Right. And that has nothing to do with political perspectives or political agendas or any of that stuff. You, you know, um, Daryl Miller, I hear what you're saying, brother. It says, can we as African-Americans and Hispanics come together to stand against social injustice? Amen. Amen. The, the only the only um, um, thing I would add to that uh, is that we would always look at things through a gospel lens, not a social justice lens, but through a gospel lens. Because if we look at everything through a gospel lens, we're going to be right on track where we need to be. It's where we twist it around and try and see the gospel through a social justice uh, lens where things get skewed. And then we're no longer being faithful to, to the word of God, right? Then, then we're pushing and impressing our own agendas on people and using the word of God to try and get us to what we're trying to get to. And, and that's backwards. But I agree with you, Daryl Miller. Let's chat afterwards and see how we can connect. Uh, I don't even know where you're at, brother, but let's connect and see what we can do to make something like that happen. Always down for black and brown. Uh, uh, to make something happen in the name of the Lord. Amen. Um, but, but yeah, that, that's one of the things that I wanted to talk about um, that, that, that we need to really be cognizant of, of the people who are watching us, the people who are, are listening to what we're saying and watching what we're doing. And, and if all we're worried about, you know, if, if all we're worried about is, is people not lining up with our beliefs, th- then we've got, we've got serious issues because, it should be about Christ and, and what he told us to do, right? N- not our agendas. N- that's not to say that we can't be passionate about certain things. That's not to say that we can have certain focuses. You know, um, I, I had a I had a, a, a great lunch meeting today with my homie, uh, Jose Hernandez, Pastor Jose Hernandez. He is the pastor at Hope Central Watts in the city of good old Watts, right? Um, and and we, were just, we always check in with each other, you know, how's your marriage? How's your walk with the Lord? You know, how are you doing with your struggles? How can I pray for you? Um, those are some of the questions I always ask my homies when I sit down with them and talk. And we were talking about ministry, right? And and Jose Hernandez in Watts is one in one of the worst areas, period. And, and we're right next door to them. You know, we're sandwiched between Compton and Watts and Linwood. 
but they got it worse over. They got it more rough, you know. And he was telling me about an outreach they did uh, at the Gunzak um, housing projects, also known as the Haciendas, right, um, a, a couple of weeks ago. And that a few minutes after they had left or shortly after they had left, one of, one of the dudes he was ministering to got shot, you know, by the grace of God. He's alive. He didn't he didn't die. Um, but we were talking about how sometimes in our ministries, all we're doing is triage. We don't have the, the ability um, to, to, to or, or sustainability in place to, to like we're just so busy just receiving people and, and, and spiritual gashes, you know, bleeding out. We're trying to put bandages on them. Uh, and, and feel a need or hurt. And again, spiritual, not like literal, even though that's happened at times. Um, but we're like triage centers where we're at, you know? Um, and, and, and there's there's a justice component involved in that. And we have to be cognizant of it um, and the people and what their needs are. And and we don't heal it with, with advocating for a specific policy to get voted into play or not. Th- th- this is what, what it gets healed with, with, with the word of God. That, that's how it happens. That's how it goes down. But if somebody can't trust us enough, right, if they don't know that we truly care about them, they will not hear what we're telling them from this book. It, it just won't happen because we will push them away as we try to impress upon them our agendas, whether it's politically driven, whether it's nationalistic driven or what, whatever the case may be, Right. Um, if people don't know that we're genuine, if people don't know um, that we really care about them, they will not give us the time of day to hear our message. And we bring the absolute best message ever, which is the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Right. Um, obviously, if somebody's hungry, uh, we're not going to give them a Bible and say, here you go, brother. Chew on this living word. That's that's going to that's going to make you all better. Like, no, no, that that'll work out for eternity. Right. That'll work out in their overall being. But that's not going to that that's not going to that's not going to satisfy them in in the moment. You know, so um, I I just that's something that was heavy on my heart that I I felt like just really called to talk about this afternoon uh, and share with you all, because I don't want people to be discouraged. I don't want the people of God to be discouraged because somebody we look up to is saying that we shouldn't be. Uh, concerned about social justice issues, you know, just preach the word and everything's going to take care of itself. Like, no, yes, let's preach the word. Definitely. Right. Definitely. Let's preach the word. Um, but we need to look out for the image bearers of God. Right. We need uh, to feel what they're feeling. We need to be empathetic and show them that we care. And and just preaching the gospel, just preaching the gospel and not showing them uh, practically what that looks like lived out. All it's doing is bringing confusion. Uh, and, and we know that our God is, is a God of order. He is not a God of confusion. So um, I just wanted to give an encouragement um, to, to all my homies out there, wherever you're at doing ministry, uh, especially for those of you doing ministry in hard places. Um, it, it's not easy. Know that I empathize. I, I know exactly what you're, what you're, some of the things that you're dealing with. Uh, and I just want to encourage you, you know, um, continue to do you as God has created you to be. You know, continue to love on your community, continue to love on folks, whether it's at your church, your neighbors or your coworker who is going through an issue. Love on them in the name of the Lord, you know, and comfort them. And, and, and let's try to live out these scriptures. Right. Let's try to live out these scriptures uh, that, that God has given us. Again, I, I want to give you Philippians. Um, I want to give you Philippians two, what one more time and, and what it reads there. Philippians two. That says in humility, 
in humility, consider others as more important than yourselves. And we can be some selfish individuals. We want the best things at the right time. You, you know, like, like we want the good stuff, right? We, we want the good stuff. And if we want the good stuff, this is telling us that we should consider other people more important than ourselves. So we should want to give them better than what we got or what we've want, right? It says everyone should look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. And there's no disclaimers there. There's no exceptions there. It's to look out for the interests of others in the name of Jesus, right? Um, and I think that's one of the things that are the most impactful. Um, as much as I respect some of these, these, these amazing theologians, uh, as much as I respect some of these dudes who are just got like, like where they make my brain explode after I've listened to them or read one of their books for a while, right? All that's dope. But I want to see people on the front lines talking about that stuff. I want to see and hear from pastors who are out in the hood, right? Hood grace doing this work. And I want to hear what they got to say. I want to hear what theologians and, and world renowned pastors um, can tell us an experience, not something that happened 65 in, in 65, you know, 35, 45 years ago, but something that's happening now because times have changed drastically, right? They have changed so drastically. So I, I want to see what people are doing out in the hood right now. I want to see how the church is just coming, not to, to come and do church on Sunday, but how are they being the church Monday through Saturday, right? How are they impacting their communities? What are they doing in the name of the Lord Jesus? And how are they being great ambassadors in his name to show people that they are loved, that they are cared for, and that we really want the best for them? Amen. Um, before I go, I want to give a shout out to the homie Edwin Ramirez. He uh, will be an official sponsor of Hood Grace Podcast. Uh, I will get his logo up and, and a commercial for him uh, starting next week as soon as he gets me the information. So, Edwin, if you are listening, please get me the appropriate information so I can start to promote your business, brother. Um, I appreciate the love. I appreciate all the care and the concern. Um, I'm trying to raise some funds to help cover some of these expenses outside of what um, our sponsor will be providing. We've got these dope little uh, Hood Grace podcast stickers. Uh, if you could see right here on the screen right now, Hood Grace podcast stickers. Um, I'm selling them for like two bucks. Send me two bucks and, and 50 cents for the postage and I'll get one out to you. Um, again, this is just something I want to do on a weekly basis to talk about stuff that is relevant for us that are doing in the hood. It doesn't have to be my hood. There are hoods all over the world uh, but i'd be curious and happy to check in with some of y'all and see what you're experiencing uh what you are doing in the name of the lord jesus uh and how your community is being impacted and, and how it's being healed in the name of christ amen so uh until then pastor Rudy rubio of the reformed church of los angeles in the city of linwood and um here with the grace podcast peace